This week on the Game Over podcast, we'll be talking about PT's backward compatibility with the PS5, the Uncharted movie, and who would win, Cat in the Hat or Garfield? Chuck, Chuck Van Norden of Game Over Acclaim and Infamy. I was a, uh, I worked on Game Over from 2015 to 2019, it must have been. Um, I forget what seasons those were, but they were uh, three ago and back for however many years that is. <laughs> Hello, uh, I am David Friedfertig. I worked on Game Over for the same amount of time as Chuck did. Um, I was mainly a script supervisor, and then later on I became producer along with Chuck and director. Yeah. Yeah, and I am Kyle Lowerman. I, uh, I was camera B operator and then promoted to host. Uh, when 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 did I start college? Yeah, so I was I've been a part of I was a part of Game Over from the years of 2016 to 2019, and I was host for most of those. Yeah, and it was a and now I'm back. You can't get rid of me. <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Chloe Landau. I worked on Game Over from September 2017 until the end of season 25, December 2019. I started out as an audio engineer, then I became a host, and then I produced. And I was the most powerful character in Game Over Canon, and that is a fact. It's true. All this right. True. It's great this to see you guys. Fact. It's been a little while. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's great to guys. see everyone, too. <laughs> we can all talk now that the intro's done. <laughs> <laughs> we, all, we all haven't been in the same call for, you know, a long time. Uh, the last time yeah. I saw uh, you, Kyle, and you, Chloe, was when I came back for that little cameo where you mm-hmm. had me read a book, and then I think I died. <laughs> we think. We're still not really sure what happened there. Perhaps we'll never know. It's a mystery. A game over mystery. Yeah, and David, yeah, this, this is a true yeah. reunion. Yeah, because uh, uh, I moved out to L.A., and I'm, yeah. I'm living yeah. the dream. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I'm out in Chicago now. You know, we're all sort yeah. of leaving the little game over nest flying away yeah. spreading yeah. our little game over so wings speak. yeah yeah definitely yeah so everyone i hope everyone's been doing well you know doing the best that can you can consider yeah the best that we current, can be current situation yes. yeah current situation but we let's not delve too much you know what always makes me feel better when uh i'm in the current situation when i'm current situation <laughs> quarantine quarantining it's a little bit of gaming and uh, why don't we why don't we dive into this past week in gaming if that's all right with you guys? Uh, uh, I yeah. think what that sounds way. lovely. This past week in gaming. All right. So our first <laughs> story for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, they're gonna get lower effort as we go. That was the highest effort <laughs> oh, we get in this whole show. So you better be ready. Oh boy. Uh, so first of all, I don't know if you all heard. Uh, I didn't. But PT will not be backwards compatible for the PS5. Um, For those who don't know, uh, developed by Konami, horror games originally pulled from the PlayStation Store, 
following following a falling out with Konami and its director, Hideo Kojima. Players couldn't download it after it was pulled. The ones who already had it could still play it. And it had a massive cult following. There were rumors that it would be coming back uh, with the PS5 because of how backwards compatibility works. But that is now not the case. What do you guys think about that? Well, I'm upset. I didn't actually but... <laughs> play PT, but I always find it a shame when games and game companies choose to not make things backwards compatible. Because I grew up playing with like a Nintendo Game Boy, a Nintendo GameCube, and getting a Nintendo DS Lite, and then the Nintendo Wii. So if my Game Boy or my GameCube ever die, I can always p- keep playing those games on the Wii and the DS Lite. So I don't right. have to, you know, be that sad yeah. that those consoles died. So I always find it a shame when newer consoles now choose to not make things backwards compatible, because mm-hmm. when um, when their old consoles die, they might not be able to play those games that they really really love. Yeah, it's it's no, it's I, like Konami yeah. wants to just like wipe this game off the face of the earth if they could, like if they could. If they had the power to just like delete this game from existence, they would. Uh, and it doesn't so make any sense. Weird. Yeah, That's so it's, weird because that game. Like literally lit the whole internet on fire. I uh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I, people forget that's a that, PT is a demo. It's a playable teaser. Like, yeah, that's what it stands for. It stands yeah. It literally stands for playable teaser. It's the game itself is Silent Hills, which is a big franchise. But like that te- that teaser that demo was incredible. And on the heels of everyone freaking out to no end, they decide to cancel it and now further kind of hammer the hammer the nails in the coffin of this of like dashing everyone's dreams of ever seeing this game. Uh, make like confirming yeah we're not gonna let you put it on your new console so you can only get it if you already have it and if you never deleted it did any of you guys actually play pt i I never owned it i was a fool i downloaded it and it it was on my ps4 but then i i needed to make room for something else and oh i was a fool (laughs) exactly that yeah it was a Flappy Bird dilemma, and so, it, I, I, the little, the little thing I still have is I have the notification on my PS4 that says PT can't be downloaded. Oh, <laughs> that, that's that, so that, sad. That, that's what I kept. That's... Wow, <laughs> write that on my gravestone. PT <laughs> could not be downloaded. <laughs> oh no. I'm like honestly, I'm gonna be real. It's not exactly surprising to find out that PT will not be brought over to the PlayStation 5 because, like I said, it is a demo. I think people forget that it's not a full game. It just was possibly the greatest demo ever made, but at the end of the day, it is still a demo. So it would be weird, but, like, I don't know. It is kind of upsetting still because, just, again, like I said, like, it's, it's just further, like, oh, we're never seeing this game become a reality, and... It's going, yeah. It could be like some. Yeah. I forgot who said it before, but it's like if Konami could, they would wipe it off the face of the planet. Yeah, it's the well, George maybe Lucas someone Star can Wars make holiday a... special. Maybe someone can. <laughs> it's the holiday. <laughs> maybe someone can make a fan-made game of it because that's well, happened before. They, they have been. There are mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's actually okay, a game coming out. Uh, Visage, Visage. I forgot how it's yeah. pronounced, but there's a horror game that's coming out. It's been in development for a few years, and their whole thing is that they're kind of the spiritual. The whole thing is like the spiritual successor to PT, to to like whatever PT yeah. was. So it's like they're a full mm-hmm. game based around the scares that are in PT. But I mean, is that just a marketing game? Said in one or, hallway. Uh, no, no, no. It's like it's like an actual like you explore a town. Like it's essentially huh. like what they think Silent Hills would have been. That's what they're mm. they're kind of rolling with. Well, that's I... but, you know. I have faith in it. 
I think video I mean, game fans are really, really passionate about the video mm-hmm. games that they like. I mean, when Club Penguin died, I mean, there's all those Club <laughs> Penguin remakes. When Toontown died, there's all those Toontown remakes. And um, yeah. Black Mesa for Half-Life. I mean, wasn't that mm-hmm. a fan-made I heard Black game? Mesa is supposed to be really good. Black Mesa, well, well, Black Mesa is now going Black to be Mesa. a real thing. But it started out as a fan-made, what, yeah. like, prequel tutorial for Half-Life? And now mm-hmm. that's a real thing. So I, I have faith. That sounds really good. I'm really glad they're yeah. doing that. I have faith that I've, it can be good. I feel like Layers of Fear, if anyone else knows. Oh, yeah. oh Layers of Fear. Layers of fear, that was fear a good one. I, had a, I, had, I had a Let's Play of that on my old yeah. gaming channel. <laughs> that was a good and one. I, I remember really liking that game. I, yeah. I went full, yeah. like, screaming at every scare. Sorry, David, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I feel like that uh, that Layers of Fear kind of... Uh, that, 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 game, that game came out, like, a couple years ago, so it kind of filled the hole that pt left because it was all about the mm-hmm. psychological horror stuff like oh, you know, i was thinking of cry of fear oh cry of fear that way that, that's another example like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was a source um, source of gmod type thing i think good you yeah. know what else is another game i think that kind of stepped in to kind of fill the void that pt left i think the resident evil 7 i I maintain that Resident Evil 7 is the game that it is today because of PT. I mm-hmm. think that interesting because it's not like a radical like I I started playing it pretty recently um, and it's still a Resident Evil game like it's a survival horror game it's kind of back to its roots in horror because I know that the past few have just been like action horror games um, yeah but I think the kind of the first person perspective the 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 oppressive atmosphere the slow exploration of like linear very cramped hallways. I think, um, yeah, I think, who makes Resident Evil? Capcom? Capcom yeah, definitely Capcom. looked at PT, saw that it was canceled, and then they were like, I'm, I'm assuming they were already making their game, but they were like, oh, now's our chance. Let's kind of take influence yeah. from this game mm-hmm. and is, make a horror game out of it. Is Village or 8 going to be first person? Does anyone know? Because I, I feel like that would be really yeah. interesting. Because it's a true sequel to Seven. Because I know they they made those remakes that were kind of third person, and it was like a weird middle ground between Seven, which is a soft reboot, and the original Resident Evil games. But it, I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I would be surprised if, set if Eight wasn't in first person again. Hmm. That, yeah, that felt I felt like the direction the series was going. I like Resident Evil Seven. I think it's cool. Seven, I seven, I seven. watched. I watched my roommate play through all of it. I was too scared to play it by myself, so I watched my It's a scary game. It. I started playing I just... it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I just... also like watching other people play horror games because I get way too yeah. into video games to play horror games myself. I was playing Last of Us, and I was at um, – my boyfriend owned it, and there was one zombie pop-up that scared me so bad. I screamed and pulled the controller, and it was wired. I pulled it out of the console. <laughs> <laughs> he had to plug it back in. He was laughing at me so hard. <laughs> I, I I love watching games. Going back to to PT, like when that came out, because I was uh, I was a, t- a, little, a little baby, so I didn't play it on my own. But <laughs> I, I, I I watched a baby gamer. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched like other YouTubers play it, and it was so cool because like it was still in the early days. No one even know, knew how to beat it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Remember so, that? Remember how like? Lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it honestly, I don't know how true this is but it to me it feels like pt still has like we don't know everything that happens in that game like every single playthrough i saw of that game was like a little bit different which made it so much scarier 
Yeah, yeah. There's this there's this channel I watch on YouTube that does like code breakdowns. It does like game code breakdowns. And that's something I'd be interested in seeing for PT if that's Ooh. something they'd be able oh. to get their hands on. Oh, I, dang, that'd you be can, great! You can really deconstruct a game. Like they they did uh they did Five Nights at Freddy's and they did like uh-huh. um, Baldi's Basics and it's like you can really <laughs> learn a lot from just what makes the AI tick and it makes it less scary honestly once you understand it. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I... well on the topic of that, I watched a video, not the same kind of code breakdowns, but I saw a a modder. Uh, or a channel that does mods where they kind of do the thing where they remove the player camera from the player model so they can fly around and be and like yeah. flip everything. So with PT, they did that and they, they were able to kind of inspect all the models and see what the game oh, was yeah. doing when you couldn't see around the corner or whatever. I watched that one too. I was, yeah. I was just yeah. thinking about that channel, Boundary Break. break. Oh yes, that was a, that, yeah, 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 on the was, channel. Uh, she yeah. says, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah. The, that series is great. We allowed to, oh, are we allowed to do that? <laughs> no, it's okay. Are we allowed to um, but yeah, but yeah, that's a really cool one. And like, they create that. The thing that surprised me the most was that they create two versions of the um, hallway every time mm-hmm. you go through a door. You know, they the previous one, and then they create a new one in front of you instead of just teleporting you back to the beginning. I guess maybe it was yeah. more seamless, but surprising yeah. to me. There's a lot of little nice little tricks in PT that I think really show how much thought was put into that game. And the ghost is always, always behind you. In that one part, yeah, Yeah. always like a couple Uh, steps behind you. Which is so much worse to know. I know you're just saying that like when you break down a game, it becomes less scary. But that knowing that the ghost is actually there the whole time makes it so much scarier. It's okay, Kyle. It's not real. (laughs) <laughs> it's I a video game. So. Uh, dude, <laughs> PT really messed me up. I don't know. It's a scary, scary game. That is, I, that it is like how you can beat that game in like 15 minutes, and it's scarier than like almost every single game I've ever played. Dude, PT. Yeah. I haven't seen one of those, but I'd be interested in watching that. A speedrun of PT. <laughs> uh, I'm sure someone has. I, think, I don't know. I. I think Konami's probably just mad at Nor- Norman Reedus, honestly. They saw the twist at the end, and they were just... Oh, spoilers. Um, <laughs> the character's Norman Reedus, and they just... Oh, yeah, man. Uh, that's, the, that's the last cutscene. Sorry, everyone who didn't get to... Released. Well, yeah, you can't play it anyway, so... Ha-ha. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Knocked, o- knocked over my mic. Um, but, yeah, so... <laughs> that's, that's my personal hypothesis. Uh, something else that's going on this week in gaming. The PS5 Ooh. will not be sold in stores on launch day. Um, They've confirmed that their next-gen consoles will not be available for purchase in stores at launch. They'll be selling them exclusively online due to COVID-19 concerns. Uh, There has been no such confirmation with the Xbox Series X, and some Uh, retailers like Best Buy are already committed to not sell them in stores for the remainder of the year. Uh, What do you guys think about that? Do you think that's a good precaution? I, I can at least confirm because uh, I have a, my job now. I, I work part-time at Best Buy, at the Best Buy near me. And I even t- I talked to my boss about it today, and he said that, like, it's actually pretty cool. Like, there's room that's just filled with Xbox Series Xs. There's a lot. Um, and there's a couple extra in inventory. And I asked my boss, I was like, Hey, can you like uh, you know, put one off to the side? Can I have two or three? <laughs> <laughs> and and he said he said the only way you can buy it is online. 
like they're not selling them in stores at all. Oh, so they're shipping uh, from the store. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. And and doing uh, pickup. Uh, so mm. uh, uh, at least at least that's Best Buy strategy with the uh, with both Best Buy uh, with both the PS5 and the Xbox. I mean, in terms of COVID-19 precautions, that's probably for the best. Remember how long those lines can get? Mm. I mean, I was never someone to wait online for a console. I usually didn't mind just buying online or not getting it on release day. But, I mean, remember lines on Black Friday on traditional console Mm -hmm. launch days? I mean, that is definitely not something that... Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's not social distancing at all. So I think it's probably for the best. I th- yeah, I, I agree. I think it's smart to just, like, limit a sales to online sales. And also, yeah. I yeah, like Chloe said, I don't really mind going online and buying things. I don't. If I don't you have just to buy a house. You just got to be lucky and not and beat all the scammers and bots. Oh, that's true. And yeah. plus, why, why would you even want to buy it on launch day? Because PT is not backwards compatible on it. <laughs> that's yeah, true. Exactly. That's the only that's reason. I, I, I don't understand. Why bother? Xbox should really get to work on putting PT on their uh, next. Oh my console. god! Imagine <laughs> that <laughs> would be think, incredible. All right. Is Let's that a thing that's possible? Hole. No, God, no. <laughs> that's not possible. <laughs> but let's go down this rabbit hole. Do you think that if Xbox was just like, "Hey, we're getting PT on our console," not we're not. It's not like we're making Silent Hills. Like we're just allowing you to download the <laughs> demo, the 15-minute demo. PT onto your console. Do you think that would be a selling point for people? Oh Absolutely. yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. Well, like, they, they couldn't call it PT, you know, because of licensing and stuff, but they could make it, like, they could do whatever they want. They could call it TP. They could <laughs> call it, like, two other random... I mean, TP, They could, yeah, they it, could call it Highland Sills. Highland Sills. <laughs> Highland Sills. Highland Sills, hey. Norman Reedus Simulator. They'd have to get Borm and Bleedus. The, the Norman call it spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. Norman Reedus is in the game. Oh, yeah. Spoilers. Uh, oh, yeah, spoiler sorry, spoiler sorry, warning. Spoilers. Spoilers. Uh, spoilers, but, spoilers. But Norman spoilers, Reedus guys. is Norman Reedus. How old, how old is PT? Uh, 2015, uh, right? Yeah. I would say yeah, spoilers for this five-year-old game. Uh, for this five-year-old five, five demo, demo that, is, that no that one can play. That is never coming out. It is never That's being released. That's 15 minutes long. Well, that's... Guys, I gotta, I gotta be honest with you. I gotta be honest with you. I have PT. You know. You do. I. Oh, yeah, you I'm do. The who, I'm the one who designed it. I have the oh. source code. Oh. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course, it makes sense now. No, I can't. Everything. I can't go. I can't go on a podcast and make that claim. Like that's like saying you have the Coca-Cola secret formula. That's just not acceptable. Right, Konami's gonna. Konami has a sniper trained in your position now. I was. <laughs> I uh, can say that. <laughs> <laughs> Are we allowed to say that? <laughs> oh. oh. Okay. Just for the record, for legal purposes, um, we are not bad mouthing Konami. We are not implying that we think Konami uh, has trained snipers that go around killing people. That, <laughs> oh my God! Uh, claim to you're not allowed. Code. You're you're, you're um, cut off. No more jokes. <laughs> You have to tell serious news from here on out. You're uh, only yes, allowed to comment. This is a serious news podcast. <laughs> only serious news here. Only You're serious Norman Reedus. The easiest way to handle this is just going to be to bleep the whole podcast. Um, <laughs> we it. can we can hop on to the next little Wait, little tidbit. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, David. 
I just ha I, I did have a just to talk about the the lack of selling PS5s and Series X slash S's yeah, go in on. stores. Um, did anyone ever camp out for any like midnight launch? Um, <laughs> I was close. I was gonna do that for Assassin's Creed Three. Um, like I was so excited for Assassin's Creed Three, and I, I was I was I was gonna do it. I was gonna camp in my local GameStop that night, <laughs> but then Hurricane Sandy happened, <laughs> and. I, everything was canceled, and so I was oh like, "Oh, everything was canceled." Well, I guess I guess I'm not getting Assassin's Creed Three, uh, Midnight. Well, launch. that was your biggest concern that night. <laughs> yeah. Dang, the I have closest, to wait oh, an extra man. day. Yeah. The closest oh, I ever man. came for it was the special edition of the Nintendo Switch for Animal Crossing. Oh yeah. I oh, mean, obviously yeah. that was during the pandemic, so it couldn't have actually camped out somewhere. But I was this close mm -hmm. to just saying screw it and just dropping the money because it was expensive when mm -hmm. it came out. And eventually yeah. my uh, my frugality went out and I told myself, I can't do this. I can't spend this much money on <laughs> on a switch right now. I, I need to save my money. Uh, but then uh, for my birthday, my boyfriend actually surprised me with a switch bundled with Animal Crossing. So I still Aww. got a switch and I That's still nice. got Animal Crossing. We actually share custody of the switch and it sounds like we share a child whenever <laughs> I talk about it. It, it is a child. Because I'll child. be like, oh, my boyfriend has custody of the switch right now. I'm gonna get it next week. As yeah. if it's a child that we share between the two of us. <laughs> That's a, that sounds like a, I'm glad you guys set boundaries like that. It's, really oh, good. Yeah. it's for the Switch's Very benefit. Civil. It's, it's for the it's Switch's for the... benefit. It, it's for yeah. um, its health Think and of safety. the Switch. Yeah, the Switch needs a healthy development. I, uh, really quick, before I, we move on... Oh, Chuck. No, I was just going to say, I almost did camp out once uh, for Black Friday. But um, I I didn't in the end because my mom <laughs> was like, you're too young. And I was too young at the time. And then... Um, but a baby the, gamer. But I was a baby gamer, yeah. Goo Goo Gaga hand me the <laughs> controller. But I... <laughs> but I... Um, I the next day, a video was posted um, of a Best Buy in my hometown, and people were, like, trampling each other. And, like, it was oh, one geez. of those videos that was shown on the news. It was my Best mm. Buy. And I was like, oh, okay, you know what? Uh, <laughs> Goo Goo Gaga, keep away. So that's the, that's the story of how I You're almost like, Mom, did that. You made the right call here. I think I, you know what? Yeah. I gave my mom a big hug, and I said, Thank you, because I would have, it would have been, would have been a game over for little old me, uh, <laughs> little old baby gamer, little, little old baby gamer Chuck at the age of I don't know twenty. Anyway, Kyle, you were gonna say something? <laughs> oh no, I was just because well, I, I was trying to think if I've ever, I've never, um, camped out for anything, like ever, because I'm just well, like you're not a gamer? I'll, I'm not a gamer. Is what I'm saying. Uh, I've never felt compelled. That I so much that I needed to like be like oh I need this the second it's available. Um, so I don't really have much that, but I I was thinking of like times I don't know where I was like tempted to pre-order things or get things like like really drop a lot of money on like something to play like again not not the second it's released but like the day it's released. I remember I did that with um, the worst one I think was I pre-ordered Destiny. The original Destiny, Vanilla oh. Destiny. I spent I $150 on the Ghost oh. Edition, which <laughs> came wow. with a with a tiny little this, with a tiny little Dinklebot, 
which is the ghost. And if you guys have played Destiny, you get the little companion robot. Oh yeah. Um, originally, it was played by Peter Dinklage. Um, they have since <laughs> retroactively changed it to be Nolan North because Peter Dinklage did a very bad job. But my no. robot, real thing. It is a very cool thing. It's not worth one hundred fifty dollars. Uh, and that, I'm pretty sure, is the reason why I've never, ever felt compelled to stay out for a midnight release for anything, because I was burned so bad by Destiny that mm -hmm. I decided hey. I'm never pre-ordering anything again, which I actually just broke, because I just pre-ordered Spider-Man's Miles Morales, because... Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm oh, so cool. excited. <laughs> I, know people yeah. who are, I know people who are gearing up to get Cyberpunk 2077 as soon yeah. as it comes <laughs> Which got out. delayed again. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Gold. I'm sorry. Yes. Can we can we sidebar about Cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> a little bit? We can always Absolutely. sidebar about Cyberpunk. Listen, right. So, I am <laughs> I have been so excited about this game for so long. And at this point, I have canceled my pre-order and I'll tell you why. Because Ooh, I know I've canceled my pre-order and I'll tell you why because it is so wrong to keep those people crunching and moving the goalpost like uh, that yeah like if if they were just crunching i mean it's not good but like people have said it's industry standard i don't approve of it and i think it's wrong but i still like you know what can i say about it really but to move the goalpost like that i just think that's awful i don't know i'd like to hear you guys opinion yeah. on it like i don't think that's right yeah the crunch is in all of the, the real game industry crunch Crunch is a really bad problem, and mm -hmm. CD Projekt. I remember, I don't remember if it was this, I think it was last year, last June, the head of CD Projekt was like, uh, they made a public thing, and they were like, we are not making our employees crunch. We are not doing it. And then cut to, like, what was it? Now. A week and a half ago. Right. And like, it's so, and like, they were probably crunching before that too. And it's, mm -hmm. and it's just, it's 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 really sad. I did hear though that um, uh, the reason why it got delayed a little bit longer is because is for the current gen systems. Like mm -hmm. apparently they're having a hard time keep making it run on current gen. Uh, like it's ready to go for the PS5 and the Series X and PC, um, but it's just not uh, ready. For... Yeah, that's also what I had heard about the the issues with other yeah. versions. Because I remember also they released like a, a tweet or something a few weeks before they announced that they were delaying it. They were like, hey, the game's done. We're just polishing it, essentially. Which is like, that's a good thing to hear. And now it's like, oh, actually, we're delaying it again. Yeah. Which, I don't know. Because I, I, the crunch time is a horrible, horrible issue in the gaming industry right now. Um and I want to be like, oh, CD Projekt Red is a different game company. They they treat their employees differently. They've kind of given the impression that that's not that's not what they're doing anymore. Um, but you know, you never know. We don't know. We don't know what they're doing behind the scenes. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it, it sounds like they hit an unexpected snag. But still, if they hadn't been crunching, if they hadn't been working up to the deadlines, maybe it wouldn't have to be delayed again. Or I don't know. I, mean, we could just... I, sus I suspect that the reason they delayed it is because of the pandemic. I don't, I mm. obviously, I don't know. I can't see inside CD Projekt Red, but I have a feeling they're doing the opposite of making people crunch because the pandemic at the time they delayed it was getting a lot worse in Poland. CD Projekt Red is a Polish company. They're based in Poland. Mm -hmm. And at the time they delayed it, I mean, the prime minister 
of Poland tested positive for coronavirus. So I have a feeling that they were actually having employees come in less and less into the office in order to keep it as safe as possible. And because of that, they probably just had to delay it. I mean, they probably didn't have any other option. Again, this is just speculation. I have no idea if that's true. But looking at the COVID-19 situation in Poland and at the time and you know the timing of the delay I honestly think that's what happened so I'm not that mad they delayed it I would rather prefer they keep them and their employees safe and make a good game than Mm -hmm. you know try and crunch it and get it in uh as soon as possible I I just have a feeling that that is what is happening obviously I don't know for sure I hope that's I true. I think we just have to, yeah, we just, yeah. honestly, at this point, it's just like we have to wait for it to come out. Because I, I, I maintain that, like, the audience of any sort of media can kind of tell tell the energy that went into it. So it's like if you rush a game, people are going to pick up on the fact that you rushed a game. So if we if the game is released and Cyberpunk 2077 feels rushed, then that's probably going to be a bad indicator. But if it feels polished and, like, that they actually took their time, maybe they're staying true to their word. Who knows? It's, it's all speculation, right? Yeah, I just, I, I really hope that they're not, you know, because that's an interesting thought, Chloe. I hadn't even really considered that. Um, I was just sort of, the reason I canceled the pre-order was because I was thinking like, oh, geez, I can't even imagine, you know, being working like 20 extra hours a week and then it keeps pushing from that like mystical end goal that release day even though developers don't stop working when the game releases Mm -hmm. it's yeah yeah but that's that's a good point it's very possible and you know there's been a lot of delays in a lot of different medias right now with with good reason like i mean everything's been affected so uh, it wouldn't be surprising mm -hmm. if if that was the case in some way oh yeah that's it. we yeah it's so it's such a complicated issue that it's we can speculate all day but at the end of the day we we're just a four podcast hosts just rambling i guess <laughs> just four podcast <laughs> hosts talking about <laughs> talking about issues cyberpunk real we put on our silly little outfits and record our silly little podcasts <laughs> yes <laughs> i have a quick question for you guys though um sure. are you guys getting the next gen consoles I live in an uh, apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been going back and forth on it. I have an Amazon pre-order for it, but I I read online that it like the orders people's orders have been updated with an estimated delivery date, and mine hasn't. And I've been reading on Reddit what other people who've had this problem, what they've been doing, and like what that means and it just means that like i'm who knows what who knows when i'm gonna get it i'm not gonna get it uh, mm-hmm. tuesday basically so i was i i'm i'm i've been very back and forth about it um uh, so Are you i do PS5 like the payment the plan xbox? options oh, this uh, it was the xbox oh, yeah okay. for the for the series x and s there are payment options there's oh wow. uh, for the s it's 25 dollars a month and for the X, it's thirty-five dollars a month, and in both plans, you also get two years of Game Pass Ultimate. So, oh, wow. I like that it actually looks like a box now. Yeah, <laughs> it's a real box. It it's messed with box. the dimensions a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the PS Five looks like a Wi-Fi router. The PS Five. I want the PS Five, but um, it's just space. You know, like I game on a laptop mm-hmm. right now, and like. Mm-hmm. 
you know, have to, I need something that's very, um, can sort of fold it away to save space. So yeah, still thinking the about PS5 it. The PS5 is not a, the PS5 is not a space saver. Yeah. I'm going to have to add a new room. I'm going to have to remove a wall and <laughs> see, that's why. Sorry, Chloe. Sorry. Uh, on my end, uh, in terms of getting next-gen consoles, the answer is a resounding no. I have so <laughs> many games on Steam that I have yet to play because during the pandemic, there were a bunch of really good game bundles that websites mm. were selling. There was that huge Itch.io bundle. There are a I bunch of that. Humble bundles that I got. I literally have dozens of games waiting in my Steam library for me to play. And I have my Switch. I still have to get through... Like Pokemon, uh, Pokemon, darn it, what is it? Mystery Dungeon. The, I have to get through Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Okay. Yeah, I have to yeah, finish. Yeah. Um, I got Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker for oh, Switch. Wow. So many games. I cannot get a new console at this time. <laughs> Odyssey's <laughs> real good. Mm-hmm. I, I recommend playing Odyssey. Odyssey's real good. Odyssey is good really game. good. I, like I haven't played it yet, but I have people close to me who have been playing it and they have only good things to say about it. Only good things mm-hmm. to say about it. So I'm excited to start playing it. Wait, Chloe, kind of kind of adding on to all of that. Uh, did, by, by any chance, did you uh, get the Pokemon Sword slash Shield DLC? Because uh, I was curious I, about it. and I, I was did not get the DLC because, I mean, I own Pokemon Sword. I haven't started playing it yet. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Again, that's one of the games. That's one of the games I have yet to start playing that I own. So I, I cannot put any more games on my plate. No more consoles for me. It's just Minesweeper and Nintendo Switch games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gamer dread. Uh, gamer deadlock is very real. It's like you have all these games you can play, and you just can't really mm-hmm. get to them. And then oh, every yeah. time I every time I see you announcing your stream, it's Minesweeper and Toontown rewritten. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sure you're not making too much progress there either. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. It's Minesweeper in my world right now. Not that I'm complaining. I love Minesweeper. Play it all day, every day. <laughs> you're becoming a pro Minecraft, mine, Minecraft Minesweeper. Streamer, mine streamer. Well, technically, you should coin that. Technically, I am already a pro Minesweeper player. You're called a pro player when your cumulative yeah. times add up to under 100 seconds, and I and that's when you're added to the world rankings. I actually did that um, three years ago this month. Like, uh, wow, <laughs> three years ago this month. Wow. So three I years of experience. Well, I've been playing Minesweeper a lot longer than that. That's just when I turned pro. Anyway, we don't have to keep Three years of professional experience. Yes, three years of professional Put that on your LinkedIn resume. Let's, let's, not forget, let's not forget when Game Over did a field segment on my Minesweeper uh, streams. Do you remember that? Yes. Oh, oh that was okay. my first yeah. season on the show. We never got to do a field segment on my speedruns. Oh, well. What are your speedruns? Oh, yeah. Wait, speedruns in what? I, I'm 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 the only speedrunner in the world in the game Desert Child, and I have a time of thirty six minutes and something. And I'm the I created the category because I wanted to do it, and I am the only one who's ever played it, and I've beaten my own time three times. All okay, right. you started saying Desert Child. I thought you were about to say like Desert Bus, that game by Penn and Teller where you just drive a bus through. I don't think you can desert. do that any faster, can you? You I just have to stay can. on the road. That's why, that's why I was about to be really confused. <laughs> Uh, what was your time on Desert Bus? I, Seven hours, just like everyone else. 
That'd be really funny. Because it's real time. It's a real time road trip. You real have time, to yeah. drive seven hours. <laughs> Which I guess people would like that game. I wouldn't. No. I think the game was made was I feel like the game was made as a commentary on video games, knowing Penn and Teller, but I cannot remember. All I know is the game what exists. What the comment was? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I can't remember what the comment is. <laughs> good stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Hey, good stuff. Penn and so, Teller, good job. So anyway, how about that? How about that Uncharted movie? <laughs> I told you these were gonna. I told you these were gonna get lower effort. Um, so oh, yeah. on, on October twenty second. Actor Tom Holland has confirmed that the movie based on the popular video game franchise Uncharted is happening. It's been rumored for like 10 years now, set to be released in July of 2021. And uh, typically in the games, Nathan Drake looks a bit older than Tom Holland does, but uh, people are thinking it's going to be a prequel. Are you guys excited for that? I only played the Uncharted for the PS Vita because I was one of the six people in America who bought it. And I really liked it, but I didn't play any of the mainline games. So I have a bunch of friends who played Uncharted. I never played it, but their worry about the game, about the movie is similar to my worry about The Witcher, the Netflix series, where they're worried about Tom Holland playing the main character, Nathan Drake. And I say their worry is similar because when Henry Cavill was announced to play Geralt of Rivia, I did play Witcher and Henry Cavill traditionally has a very clean cut uh look and Geralt of Rivia is much more rugged mm -hmm. uh to the mind and sexy. I was worried that Henry Cavill <laughs> wouldn't be able to get that across as Geralt of Rivia in The Witcher but then the show came out and he actually did a great job so a bunch of my yeah. friends are worried that Tom Holland won't be able to get across a younger Nathan Drake but I have faith I, I want to wait and see until the movie comes out to see how good of a job he does. Yeah. I I I do have faith in that. I, th I think he can pull off a younger Nathan Drake. Uh, my concern is uh, I play I played all of the Uncharted's except for the Vita one. Um, and my it's not very good you're not missing out <laughs> with your powers combined you would have played all the uncharted games. it was it was a launch title so you had to use all the touch controls and they were really really oh, really oh. good let's say <laughs> by which i mean bad the opposite of good poor little fast one on there. sorry go on david no it's it, that's okay um my can my concern with with the uncharted movie is that it's just like the the games are already very cinematic, and like it's I mean the whole the whole conceit uh like the whole original concept of of all of it is that um it was like what if we made Indiana Jones into a video game, um and like it just feels weird to make a movie based on a game that's based on the of a movie Indiana Jones clone you know. Uh, that's my concern. I just don't think it'll be mm -hmm. interesting to watch. <laughs> I I agree with you, David. Because like, yeah, you're right. the The Uncharted series is known for its very cinematic presentation and visuals, um, and and storytelling. Even it kind of feels like a movie already, which is why a lot of people like those games. Um, yeah. However, I think I think it's pretty clear that 
Yeah, if they, if that's the thing, if they are like, oh no, Tom Holland is playing the Nathan Drake from the video games, then it's kind of dead on arrival because he just isn't the same. Like Nathan Drake is like looks like he's in his late thirties, early forties, and Tom Holland is a, a is a boy faced man. Um, <laughs> so I don't think that's uh that's really gonna like people are gonna believe that but if i think it's pretty safe to say that this is a prequel and i think that's probably the best way they could go about this like again i Mm -hmm. think there it's an uphill battle to make a cinematic game into a movie but i think if you're gonna you do a story that hasn't been done in the games itself yet yeah. 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 I think I was actually going to say the same thing because think about the last time we had a really good archaeology adventure blockbuster in theaters. I mean, there was, you know, the Indiana Jones series and there's The Mummy is what comes to mind. Uh, so, and but there haven't been a lot of them and personally, I'm a sucker for that movie genre. I think they're a lot of fun. So, I think if they kind of get away from trying to make a game, make a movie specifically for for video game fans and more make a movie with this already loved character but use a story that like expand more in the game universe and kind of market it as more of a look a new archaeology adventure movie one that you are missing out on you know i think i think they could actually see some success with it because i had just now started thinking about wow now i want a good archaeology adventure (laughs) action movie (laughs) Mm -hmm. I, i was gonna bring up the there's a a Tomb Raider movie that came out like yeah. two years ago with uh, starring Alicia Vikander as the mm-hmm. Tomb Raider herself. Um, so, uh, but was it good? That, that, that I, was I think good. I think it was like middle of the road. Like I think it was like a solid fifty. You know, mm-hmm. like it wasn't great and it wasn't terrible. They they but they see, were gonna make a sequel. We're still waiting for a good one. We need one that's really <laughs> well, good. So. That's Something interesting about this, do you think this is part of Hollywood's sort of push to remake animation as live action, but they're also now moving to, like, the video game market? Or do you think this is just a one-off? Do you think we're going to see more of these? No, we're going to see more. I, we're definitely yeah, going to see more. Especially if it's successful, we're going to see more of these. Because oh, I guess The Witcher, too. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like video game adaptations rarely do well, but there have been kind of good things. I think The Witcher. I haven't watched all of The Witcher, but from what I saw, it was actually like good. Oh, but it's also so that good. was that was more of an adaptation of the books than the games. Yes, that, so yeah, it was I've technically been told. I read a the prequel books. to like if you the most popular Witcher game is Witcher Three. The series takes place before that series, uh, before okay. Witcher Three. Between like, two and three. Timeline. Yeah, probably between two and three. I'm not entirely sure, but it does take place before Witcher 3 in terms of timeline. Yeah, it is based more on the books. I think we are going to see more video game adaptations in the future because now mm-hmm. I think we're really only just starting to see the capability that video games have to storytell. And I think producers in all different mediums are catching up on it and they're going to want to make money on these <laughs> franchises being made. Yeah from really mm. good video games. So I think we're going to definitely see more. And unfortunately, I think a lot of them are going to be more bad than good. Oh, absolutely. If, oh, yeah, if that's the definitely. past is any indication. I mean, obviously, I hope they're going to be good. But, uh... You always hope. <laughs> you, I mean, guys... I'm... You know, speaking of, like... like there, there has been, I feel, a noticeable uptick in video game adaptations. By and large, they've still been bad. Like we, like we said, the Tomb Raider movie, I think, was probably just, like, an average movie. Um, uh, there's that Monster Hunter movie coming out. Which oh, yeah. Looks there's not what? good. 
Oh, you that mean you like, the Monster Hunter movie? There's a Monster Hunter movie. Oh, yeah, there's a Monster Hunter movie. Fascinating. And it looks like... Oh, Everyone's God, favorite looks... director, Paul W.S. Anderson. Uh, yes. Oh, God. It's Monster Hunter, but U.S. Marines get teleported to the Monster Hunter universe. So you can still have guns. It's Hercules, but he's in real life New York City. I hate that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hate that like idea. Yeah. That is so overused and always terrible. <laughs> yeah. It's so but so like I think though I think The Witcher was a good sign. Again, not technically a video game adaptation, because it's a weird middle ground because the witcher games are based off the books so it's kind of like this weird amalgamation of a bunch of different influences but i think they'd be dumb to not acknowledge the fact that oh people really know the witcher from the video games um there's also yeah uh, also a netflix uh, original uh was the drac uh Dracula, the castlevania show the castlevania people show. really like I've, that right i've actually heard good things about it. Say that. i i watched the first season i haven't finished the second season but a castlevania show is incredible also I, I misspoke the first season is like six episode and it's basically just like a hey we want to do this and then the second season is actually like oh it's a full show third season is it's doing its own thing but it is incredible it has no right being as good as it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah i heard it's it's really good it's uh, very good which again makes gives me faith because i think we're starting to see that people that care about video games are now in positions to make the content which exactly. is again why I'm hopeful mm. about the the Uncharted game. Like I don't know, I don't know anything about Tom Holland, but maybe he likes at least knows something about Uncharted. Like he's, he's only right a little age. bit older than yeah. us. He's the right age, and he probably has at least seen what Nathan Drake acts and does and looks like. Well, I hope by this um, point. I hope by this point as well. But also, it's Sony, and you know, Sony also <laughs> gave us the Amazing Spider-Man movies. So. I, I don't wonder. Let them live that and the emoji movie. Don't let them live those down. <laughs> don't let them live those down. I wonder how much Mark Wahlberg researched the role of Sully. Like, do oh, you think nothing. Mark Wahlberg sat down and played the Uncharted games? Just, God, no. just, to, just to get the mannerisms of Sully. <laughs> no, he's just gonna do his Mark Wahlberg thing. He's gonna be like, oh, Nathan Drake, what, what you, why are you stealing these? Why are you stealing these treasures? Nathan Drake, <laughs> how he how he is. Yeah, that's how he is. That that's how he what? is. And then what? his talking no. teddy bear is gonna come in. <laughs> and he <laughs> he has a foul mouth. That talking teddy bear. I, that talking teddy bear. Someone is bad to that stuff. teddy bear. Yeah. Someone should tell that teddy bear <laughs> to shut his filthy mouth. <laughs> oh, I, oh. I hope. I hope the Uncharted movie is going to be good, but it's not going to be. It's Ugh. not going to okay. be. That's that's <laughs> my expectations. It's that's just not going to be. Official predictions, not official endorsed predictions. by yeah. the full time. Just endorsed by us alumni here. <laughs> <laughs> all, all opinions reflected in this podcast do not represent ICTV as a whole. Yeah, legal disclaimer, just halfway legal in. Legal disclaimer. <laughs> 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 oh. Well, I'd say that uh, we've definitely said plenty of stuff versus this movie studio. 
Oh, um, man, these segues. Moving, on, moving oh. on to... Wow, that was graceful. Can we just take a moment to appreciate how graceful this segue She's is? She's beauty and she's grace. She talks <laughs> transitions for this podcast. <laughs> oh, just wait. Just wait. I mean, nah, I probably don't have anything better than that. That was probably the peak. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as our verses this week... Verses. I'm excited about this one. I really am. We have two of the most ferocious felines known to man, Cat in the Hat versus Garfield. Uh, the Cat in the Hat is known to have many tricks up his sleeve. He's very gifted with rhyming. So perhaps he could use these two <laughs> to his advantage. Crap <laughs> battle. Crap battle. <laughs> with what? But well, sorry, well, if we need sorry to know let me about let me, let me finish reading my reading my board. <laughs> um, and then we we have Garfield, who's lazy and loves to sleep. But when he gets his lasagna, who knows what he's capable of? <laughs> Especially no. if this fight is happening on a Monday. <laughs> Let's dive into it because yeah, this I is really, a really we, good one. <laughs> we we can't just move on. We need to like really go into this. Before I start Ugh. hearing uh, arguments, I think I already have something in my head. I think it depends on the circumstances of the fight. I think if it's a casual brawl, like maybe the cat in the hat just approached Garfield in the street and said, hey, let's throw hands. I cat in the hat is going to win. I think cat experience, like dealing with rowdy kids and stuff, doesn't he have some kind of like fourth wall breaking <laughs> abilities like in the movie and the book or something like that? I think cat in the hat would win, but... If this battle is being done out of hatred, I think Garfield's got it in the bag. If this is an emotion-fueled fight, I think Garfield's got it. I I mean, you know how much he hates Monday. He hates Mondays, right? That's that's the thing with Garfield. Yeah, Mondays. Garfield just exists made out of hatred. I think he's really <laughs> just like. I think, well, because yeah. because here's the thing: uh, the the impression I've always gotten from Garfield is that he's some sort of primordial being. But then again, oh, yeah. I also think that the cat in the hat is some sort of like maybe like extra dimensional creature. Like he does not. Neither one of them are kind of bound by our reality's rules. You know, they're not from so, this plane. <laughs> they're not from this plane of existence. So I think it's going to be really hard because I don't think we've actually. They both very intentionally have um, made sure that they have not shown anyone their full power or killed anyone <laughs> that has. Um, right. No witnesses. You know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, like, what is like? I think does is lasagna. It really it depends on a lot of factors. Is lasagna oh. a power source for Garfield? I was, gonna, I was I was gonna ask like, does Garfield fuel up with lasagna before? Yeah. What if the cat in the hat cuts off the world's lasagna supply line? Exactly. Oh boy. Exactly. I think cat in the hat has the power to do that too. That's tough. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I I mean, right from the get go, I'm already leaning cat in the hat. Because unless it's a very specific circumstance where Garfield is being fueled by emotion and hatred, I think and Cat lasagna. in the Hat's got it. I think Cat in the Hat has greater strategic prowess. Mm. Uh, I think he's uh, more flexible in his fighting styles. I think we've but, shown uh, more variety from the Cat in the Hat than we have Garfield. That's, I, I, do, I do think. Sorry, but like the Cat in the Hat is merciful. Right. We know this because we, we've seen him. He cleaned up the house when he messed up those kids house. He like, he's like brought a trickster out, god. he brought out the machine and he mm. like. But yeah, you see, the thing is, the trickster gods have good in them. I think Garfield's heart is just like 
a shell. Pure evil. Like I don't think <laughs> I don't think there's anything in there. And Garfield so Garfield is a being made of hatred. Imagine, no, he, he imagine is like kind if of they, the embodiment of hatred. Imagine if you will, they had a hundred fights and fifty were won by each. The Cat in the Hat might spare Garfield and his fifty. I don't see the reverse. Ooh, mm, mm, that's interesting. Fair. I think yeah, I think it's hard because I do think I do think that the cat in the hat is more capable and has more weapons at his at his disposal but yeah i think if garfield ever gets the upper hand at any moment in their fight it's over he's gonna take it without mercy without mercy without without a second thought but also um i feel like we've been talking about obviously the kind of cartoon the 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 printed versions of both of these right like the cat in the hat appears in the book and Mm -hmm. garfield appears in the comics in the in the sunday comics right um Mm. but now i propose to you who would win in a fight uh, Bill Murray Garfield or Mike Myers Cat in the Hat. Ooh, that's a that's a that's a cool layer to add on to this. Uh, yes, I think what we should also acknowledge like there's not there are more versions of these characters, and I think, I think Mike Myers um, Cat in the Hat. Mike Myers Cat in the Hat is so. sadistic and also because ex- the movie Garfield they really did kind of dumb him down. I think. Yeah. I think they what about dumbed the Garfield down show? movie Garfield. The Garfield show. Also, the Garfield what about show. the Garfield restaurant? He sent. He <laughs> sent. Garf the Gar in the Garfield show. I think he sent Queen Nefertiti to like be banished to the a different dimension forever. You know, I right? distinctly that remember that right, happening. Wait, 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 wait. How did how did show Garfield come in contact with Queen Nefertiti? Well, she was a cat. What? <laughs> Oh, oh yes, sorry, that explains it. Now, <laughs> yeah. now it all makes sense. She was, she was a cat in this, <laughs> and he oh. and he killed Nermal, I think. He killed? Oh, did he kill Nermal? He put him in the dimension with Queen Nefertiti, I think. See, okay, and Nermal, here, here... Nermal was like, "You forgot me here." So that's but one I don't think he forgot. kill for Garfield. <laughs> right. One so that's what I'm Garfield. saying, right? Even I also. Sorry, sorry. Can you continue? Continue on this thought. No, I, I wasn't going anywhere, and I was really glad <laughs> that you saved me from just, like, trailing off, and then you threw it back to me, Kyle. Oh, God. So now I think so, where we stand, now I think where we stand is print version Garfield over print version Cat in the Hat. I still think Mike Myers' Cat in the Hat, though, would Mike win I would have to movie agree. Garfield. I would agree. But yeah. here, I, I want to I just throw one point that might throw a wrench into this decision. Um... The, the movie Bill Murray Garfield um, is extremely resilient. We see him get into a lot of slapsticky uh, encounters with very little harm done to his body. Whereas there is a specific joke in the Cat in the Hat movie where the Cat in the Hat, uh, Mike Myers, Cat in the Hat, cuts off his tail. And we see that it causes him pain and that he needs to um, reattach it using forces beyond himself. So he is not capable of just fixing himself all on his own. He needs to tie it back and has a whole team of lawyers that are going to then um, sue the children for allowing him to come to bodily harm. So he doesn't like pain and harm, which implies to me that maybe he can be defeated, whereas uh, Bill Murray Garfield may not actually be able to be killed at all. He's been proven to be mortal. I am so impressed by your knowledge of the cat in the hat. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't I don't have any counter argument to that. Like it's it's very clear Kyle just knows more about this than I do. I now I think you just have to give it to Garfield. You bring up excellent points. I can't argue with Is that. Is Garfield the victor? I mean, the, well, then again, we they have, the we have to accept votes. Yeah. Yes, and I, I got 
I just want to make it clear. I'm extra impressed because Kyle didn't know what this versus was coming into this. Yeah. He had he had that on deck. <laughs> he had all of he that. He had all of that lore on deck. He was he was waiting for a moment in his life. He was like, someday I'm going to be able to use my cat in the hat movie knowledge. Someday is going to come in handy. I know it will. And then we sat down to record this podcast, and he went, "Yes, this is my time. <laughs> this is my moment to shine." And well, who I am was I to so deny Kyle hoping. that opportunity? I agree with Kyle. I think Garfield would win. <laughs> I, I was just really hoping that we would talk about the movie iterations, the live-action movie iterations of both. Because the fact that they both have live-action iterations was really like, we have to put those characters together. Because they're separate entities. They are separate. They are separate entities. They're very entities. separate entities. Right. They are mere facsimiles of the Different original power levels. primordial being. Like, they do not even compare to the to the print versions <laughs> i don't know it, it sounds to me like garfield's winning all around i mean we already said yeah. in different versions he has he has no mercy he's a cold calculated no-hearted mm-hmm. person is it like a cat. really quick is it like a snorlax situation like i know he's kind of synonymous with like laziness and stuff but is it like a snorlax situation where he's actually just storing all of his energy for like a super move like a final he, mu- he must be because he eats so yeah. much lasagna and lasagna is really so high in like much. calories he burns it it's very filling yeah he is a he is a, an oven his stomach is a bottomless pit that just absorbs all nutrients he doesn't sleep to he doesn't because he's lazy he sleeps because he's sparing us <laughs> <laughs> he's like ah, oh, today maybe another time I will he's not lazy because he doesn't world. want to do anything he's lazy because he knows we can't handle his full power he chooses not to he chooses yeah. he makes a conscious choice every day to uh rein himself in and go to bed instead of unleashing his full might so i think it's merciful yeah. I think this I, battle's I appreciate, decided. Thank you, Garfield. This battle's pretty decided. <laughs> this Honestly, when we started this conversation, I really thought that the cat in the hat had it in the bag. Me too. Um, but but uh, I guess the wow, cat's really... out of the bag. I guess the cat's out Ooh. of the bag. That was very good. nice. Yeah, that, that was, was good. very that good. Was good. That was cool. <laughs> it really did take a turn, though. Like It, it seemed like it really? all what a twist. in favor for the cat. But then we... <laughs> Garfield. Victor's Garfield. I think the more we thought yeah. about it, it just became clear that Garfield is uh, the true victor in this well, battle. Of, Kyle of referenced that. his like six peer-reviewed articles on Garfield, and we just had to, <laughs> we just had to agree at that point. He reviewed studies, his sources, <laughs> a three, a five-page bibliography, <laughs> intro-body <laughs> conclusion. Uh, uh, well, um. <laughs> you know, we read a comic this week, you guys. Comic review. Yes, we did. <laughs> yes, we, we did. did. Read a comic this week. We did. We all. Oh, did. speaking yeah. of Garfield Sunday comics, we oh, comics. Read yeah. A comic. How do people? Speaking how do people figure Garfield. out these transitions? <laughs> speaking of Garfield, he has a dog named Odie, and this week's comic was about a man who is a dog. But by dog, I mean wolf. He is a werewolf. It's uh. Werewolf by Midnight? Werewolf by Werewolf Midnight. Werewolf by Night. Tell Very us nice. about Werewolf this card. Werewolf by Night. <laughs> Dang, I really well, almost had it. So this uh, this is Werewolf by Night. The author is Taboo from the Black Eyed Peas, which is true. Um, <laughs> and also co-written with art by Jackdoff, Eaton, and Merva. Um, 
Now, this, this issue was provided by Comics for Collectors in Ithaca. Support for Game Over is provided by Comics for Collectors, located at 124 West State Street in downtown Ithaca. More information at comicsforcollectors.com and at Comics for Collectors on Facebook. Uh, the story that in, of this comic we read, Jack, Jacob Russoff has been a werewolf since the age of 13 from a gene that runs through his family's DNA. He has his grandmother and friend Molly to keep him anchored, and Molly wishes for him to become a superhero using his werewolf powers against a corrupt pharmaceutical company. Meanwhile, mysterious U.S. Marshals apprehend teenage villain Pathfinder who can access all data through his grotesque, grotesque tentacles. The comic is set up for a revamped series of the Werewolf by Night character for modern Marvel comics. What did you guys think? So uh, as someone I, who never yeah. read the original Werewolf by Night series, <clears throat> I wasn't previously familiar with this character. I loved it. I loved the first comic. Uh, I it, it definitely hooked me. I want to read the next one. And something that I thought was really cool, I am now realizing the lack of really well thought out and complex Native American characters in the media that I consume. So this is definitely the first piece of media I have consumed in a long while where the main character is someone of Native American descent. So I it, like, it feels important to me that I be exposed to stories uh, featuring people who I might not interact with in my daily life. So I, th I thought it was really, really cool and I really want to read it. And can I just say, I hope this isn't too much of a plot spoiler. I really related to that character that went, hey, was that, was that an In-N-Out back there? I want a burger. That was, I read that. I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's me. I see myself me. in yep. this comic. <laughs> I am represented." Oh, <laughs> uh, before we go too far into the discussion, how much spoilerifics are we allowed to go into? Are we supposed to keep it? Why don't we? Why don't we, we try to avoid it? it? Why don't we sort of All like right. talk about the general themes and what we thought of the comic without going too specific? Yeah. Okay. Well, I would also like to say that I also liked it. Um, I was. I, you know, I grew up on comics and stuff, so I was vaguely familiar with Werewolf by Night. I, 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 I didn't make the connection. I know when I when I received the comic to read this week, I was like, this sounds really familiar. Where have I heard this before? And then to find out, oh, it's just an old IP that Marvel has brought back. I recognize some of the art of the original comic. Uh, and I must say, this is infinitely more interesting than the original Werewolf by Night comics. Um, the original is just kind of like a standard, like, oh, I'm a werewolf, but I don't want anyone to know I'm a werewolf. Oh, no. <laughs> and this is like, uh, I am a werewolf, but there's other things at play here. It's very interesting. Um, I would like to see if this is in the, the larger kind of Marvel comic book universe with all the superheroes and stuff, uh, or I'm, if it's its own kind of condensed thing. I, I'm pretty sure it is, because that's, that's what I was going to talk about. I, they referenced... Um, I don't know if it's ongoing right now or if it already ended. It was an event at the at the very least. It was an event earlier this year called Outlawed, which was about like the government uh, decides to um, go after kid superheroes and make them oh, stop being kid superheroes. Yeah, so in this comic, yeah. The, yeah, so they're definitely trying to bring it into the main marvel continuity mm -hmm. and uh, it looks like in these notes here uh there is rumored apparently to be a werewolf by night project currently in development for the mcu I it looks like that is that. a rumor right honestly. now and i would love to see that especially you know going back like i honestly i'm having trouble thinking of strong native american characters in in media especially superheroes mm -hmm. i mean superhero media i think 
really touches people in a place that other media doesn't because you love seeing yourself you know in the role of superheroes and in general you love seeing people who look like you and have a life like you on screen i mean i Mm -hmm. still love remember lemonade mouth by the disney channel you know lemonade mouth yeah (laughs) Yeah. um (laughs) i still have a soft spot for that movie in my heart because it was the very first time i ever saw a family like mine in live action TV, there is a half Asian and half white family for Haley Kiyoko's character, and I'm half Asian, half white. That was the first time I ever saw a family like mine on TV, and that has stuck with me ever since. So I think it'd be really, really cool to see a Native American superhero hit the big screen. Because again, like I'm mm-hmm. having trouble thinking of awesome stories in mainstream media that we consume that feature a character like that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm totally with you, Chloe, because that is also something I thought about um, when I was reading this. Because I, I was like, you know what? Yeah, of media or, or, or kind of stories that center around a Native American character where they're the protagonist and they are just like, they are just the superhero. They're not a side character. They're not like just, oh, they're really important to the story. No, they, this is about a Native American uh, 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 boy named Jacob living living on a reservation. And I think that you know that's it's a it's a group of people that is kind of not really depicted a lot in media at all um Mm -hmm. so the fact that yeah we have this this is a kind of a platform to help get more representation and that is really good and it's very is very cool um Mm -hmm. and that being said since it does seem to lean more towards being a horror property because it's you know it's a werewolf and the original especially the original one is just like a straight up like werewolf story um because I think there's a lot of credence to the fact that something might be being developed because there's the Blade movie coming out, which mm. is kind of Marvel taking a shift towards more supernatural horror themed properties. And I think if you want, if that's, if Blade works and they want to go further into that realm, Werewolf by Night is a great spot, is a great place to do that. Yeah. And also, I thought it was really cool in the comic that it seemed like the two people closest to him in his life seem to be two strong female characters uh his girlfriend molly and his grandma which i don't think that's those are spoilers that's kind of like in in plot summaries of it um mm-hmm. so i thought that was yeah. really cool too uh but yeah no i i loved it i loved reading it um i i actually really i haven't read a lot of comics growing up i was never a comic kid but i i might want to actually start reading this it seems really really cool mm-hmm. i think there's yeah, I mean, like, I think um, there's a very interesting language to comics. That's something that um, I also haven't read a lot of comics. But as soon as I was reading this, I instantly sort of dove in and remembered from when I was younger. Comics are written in a very unique way. I think a lot of people sort of treat comics as like, oh, you know, it's the same stories. Marvel comics are the same stories as like what you're getting on the movies or, oh, it's the same as the shows and, you know, whatever. But uh, comics really bring something very unique to the table in their method of conveyance and in the fact that they a lot of times can play with sort of linearity and make you not really sure what's going on at first. And, you know, other media does that, but there's a very specific language to comics that I think is very interesting. And I loved the art, too, because I'm trying to think about any other thing in my life that I look at or consume or read where it relies so heavily on print graphics or digital graphics, like being Mm -hmm. able to see an artist in their prime working like in a graphic medium, it it, it was just so cool. 
Yeah. yeah. Especially coming from someone who is so bad at any kind of visual art, like I can only draw stick <laughs> figures and that's it. It's it was so cool to read. Yeah. Artists yeah. need to get paid. Artists need to <laughs> need be to more paid. respected. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Well, <laughs> you ready? I, so this is the last. This is the last transition of the podcast. So I got to make it special. You, all right. Yeah. Make uh, it here special. Go. Um, transition. I'm gonna do like a really like far away voice type thing. I check this out. Ready? <clears throat> this month in video game history. Oh no! Wait. I I bet there's already a sound bite for it. There's probably already a audio <laughs> transition. <laughs> <laughs> This month in video game history. Use mine just like overlaid on top. They should use video game history. I'm not saying replace the one that you guys worked really hard on with mine, but do. Um, so this <laughs> month in video game history. Uh, on November 22nd, 2005, the original Xbox 360 was released. That is big. That uh, is huge That's marketing really campaign big. for the console. The wreck, the the rock, the did a wreck. presentation. The wreck, <laughs> the wreck, did a the did a did a little presentation for it. Um, five years later, the Connect was released. I had the Connect. Um, that's oh, all I'll did. say about that. <laughs> what do you guys think of the Connect? I want to actually sidebar this because I love the idea of the Connect, but every game I played with it was just brutal. <laughs> yeah, I the mean, it, it's, a, it's a cool idea, but like, I mean, you you should never be the controller. There should be a controller <laughs> for the game. People shouldn't be controllers. This is not what people are made to be. <laughs> See, I, I think the I, only the game Kinect that worked was... well with the Connect was Just Dance. <laughs> uh, oh, just yeah, it didn't yeah. work well. But it didn't work well. That's kind of the issue. It didn't. Um, well, it's it. The Connect. I I have a special. I hold a special, a special place in the heart for my Connect because I think it was fun. It was silly, but the technology was broken and it <laughs> rarely worked. So honestly, I I when I bought my Xbox, my first Xbox 360, it came with the Connect. Um, and I got a lot of Connect games, and like we got Just Dance and stuff, and we had a lot of fun with it. But I think we had a lot of fun with it because it was really janky. <laughs> mm-hmm. That makes yeah. sense. There's charm to it, and I think it paved yeah, yeah. the way for more modern motion controls. Like now we have actually really good uh, motion control and VR stuff going yeah. on. You know, yeah. there's always that awkward middle step, I suppose, but. Yeah, I yeah. I unplugged my Connect um, probably a week after I bought it, and I just stopped playing with it. <laughs> I remember specifically avoiding getting the Xbox One because it, it came with the Connect, and I was like, built in. Yeah. Oh man, they really I abandoned I want the, the Connect. Yeah. <laughs> I they forgot. Really did. I forget that like the Connect was a big part of Xbox marketing. Yeah. Flop. Yeah. It didn't work. Yeah. Double yeah. down. And then they doubled down on it for the release of the Xbox One, and then it, the Xbox One bombed, and they just just like, all right, scrap it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys? That, yeah. <laughs> did you all? Xbox One had one. Did you all's Xboxes ever red ring? No, mm. mine never did. I got no. lucky. Okay, two of mine I, did. I so maybe I just got the red rings. For <laughs> oh wow, that oh, yeah. That sucks. <laughs> I I did have a weird thing happen to mine. 
where I was playing uh, Red Dead Redemption, the first mm-hmm. one, obviously, and it corrupted my hard drive. Like, oh, no. <laughs> just playing Red Dead, I was doing one of the early missions with um, the guy in the gra- the graveyard, I forgot his name, and like... Seb? First? Yeah, 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 Seb. Yeah. Uh, first, the game broke, and I was like, alright, well, that sucks. And I just restarted, like, I restarted the game, and the game just wouldn't start. And then I turned off my Xbox and turned it back on, and then it said there was nothing on my hard drive. So it just like <gasps> completely wiped my hard drive. No, wow. that's brutal. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. is so bad. Yeah, that that sucked. That was a summer gone. <laughs> my Xbox yeah. had a tendency to um, laser burn discs. Like Ooh. we would like we would like accidentally bonk it when we were playing or something or like our dog would come in and like hit it and it would like Ooh. make a horrible sound and just burn a ring into the disc and they'd be unreadable after that and i don't know i mean i don't think that's a feature but i don't know if it's <laughs> just my xbox or if it was like no, a thing I, that people I, I knew about but <laughs> oh, okay yeah i think it just I've happened whenever that. you move the xbox while it's playing right yeah no yeah exactly yeah. that's exactly what would happen the xbox 360 while again holding a special place in my heart had so many hardware issues so mm-hmm. many hardware issues. yeah yeah my so we did have an xbox 360 i mean i'm living with my parents right now so i have the xbox 360 downstairs but it was always my brother's console not my console like he always played on the xbox 360 i would always play on the wii but I, I still remember my brother and a lot of my friends at the time. I mean, they loved their Xbox 360s. You know, like so many people owned Xbox 360s, and especially since there was that um, that online network where you could talk with other people. Um, mm, I what party chat. Yeah. yeah. And Xbox like you could buy that membership chat. and you could like talk with people while playing, you know, like FPS games. And I mean, isn't that the console Skyrim was on? On a 360. Originally, yeah. Yeah, originally. yeah. Like mm. I know so many people who would put hours, like hundreds of hours of their life into playing Skyrim, Skyrim on the Xbox 360. So while it doesn't really have a special place in my heart because I never played it, I know a lot of people who still have their Xbox 360 and it still works. And you know they'll always have the special place in their heart because there were so many good games that they played on it. And you know there's all those memories that you have from playing video games with your friends on the Xbox 360. I mean, it's an iconic console. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. like to give to give an idea of how long the life cycle of the Xbox 360 was, so Oblivion Elder Scrolls was also on the Xbox yeah. 360. That's true. And yeah. then Skyrim was too. Like, those games I feel like uh, the console life cycle used to be a little longer, uh, maybe. Because I feel like I had my 360 forever before the one. I came had out. my 360 for a long time before. I, I still play I still on my, my GameCube, and it's. I think that GameCube is maybe older than I am, and I still play on it, and it still works perfectly. They're indestructible. Like, original, original controllers, <laughs> yeah. original GameCube, original games, everything. They still work perfectly, and I still play it. I I love old consoles like that. That is always the number one piece of advice that I give people keep every single one of your old video game stuff the consoles the games the controllers accessories everything because i know so many people now who sold off old consoles and old games and they regret it and now they're trying to buy it back and everything has increased in value 
whether you mm-hmm. keep it because you want to sell it in the future or because you want to replay the games, I think everyone should always keep their um, old stuff. I mean, I still have my Poke Walker from Heart Gold to Silver <laughs> on DS. And if you resell Pokemon Heart Gold in the original case, which I have with the Poke Walker, it can get easy over $60, $70, maybe even 100 and I did not yeah, I buy the game in the Poke Walker for that much. <laughs> Is it? Isn't? Aren't those two Pokemon games like the most rare Pokemon games to have? Are they? I thought they were. I I am not entirely sure, but I know I, that I could... since they're part of Gen Four, people love them because people love yeah. Gen Four. I love Gen I Four. Could... That's my favorite Pokemon Gen. So <laughs> I I could be totally wrong, but I thought I thought I. I, I was a, a while ago I was looking up old Pokemon games and I remember like reading that like heart gold and soul sil- silver were like yeah it, it's super like ex- exclusive and limited so I think apparently they are the most rare with the Poke Walker so if I ever want to make a quick buck yeah. I can sell I can sell the game, but I'm not I'm never gonna do that. I love my Pokewalker, love my old Pokemon games, I'm keeping them forever. You know, if, if Pokemon Go ever fails, I can keep walking around getting Pokemon. <laughs> Pokewalker. You can scratch that itch. Yeah. <laughs> I still I still have my Game Boy Advance SP, the flip one, but I can't resell it because um so this is this is that baby gamer thing again, right? I chewed on the corner. <laughs> Uh, oh. I, I, I chewed on the corner as a little kid, and I can't sell it at this point because it has teeth marks in it. <laughs> hey, dude, someone, some collector might be desperate enough to buy it from you. Honestly, it, attention, like, attention, future, game over really fans, game over, <laughs> game over memorabilia collectors. You can have my <laughs> chewed Game Boy Advance. The I still have my Game Boy Advance game board too. From I Chuck really Green like Green. it. It's like I got it in the red color. My brother got it in the blue color. <laughs> did anyone have the ps3 that was released um the next year in november i didn't have it I, I really released the next year apparently in 2006 wow. yeah, yeah i don't know i'm putting blind faith in these notes but <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna no, i think that's it. right i think that's right. um <laughs> i almost got a ps3 but i never i never did no, uh, and i yeah. don't regret that for a second the ps3 stunk it, I think it was more people, yeah. I think more people I knew had the Xbox there, 360 rather than the PS3, mm-hmm. but then a lot of people got the PS4 rather than the yeah, Xbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, that was one I had to trade. It, yeah, that's that's exactly what I did because Microsoft like turned so many people away with the Kinect and with the Xbox <laughs> One being like the source of all entertainment and uh, the you can't share games on Xbox. Oh, that uh, was bad. That was bad. No, yeah. I forgot about that. They yeah. got rid of that because it was so yeah, it was so controversial. S- Sony released that like devastating attack ad against Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were like, "How how do you how do you sh- how to share a game on a PS4?" Here you go. What, what <laughs> PS3 exclusives yes. were there? Does anyone remember like what exclusives uh, were? On the PS3? Last of Us. The Last. Yeah, of the us? Last of Us. That's but the that Last of Us. Oh. That's the big one. The entire Uncharted series, too. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I think, I yeah. think in terms of exclusive, uh, uh, competitive exclusive, I think the Xbox 360 PS3 generation was probably the most competitive. Because we got yeah. Halo yeah. 3 on Xbox 360. We had Killzone PlayStation 3. We had Last of Us. Uh, Tomb Raider was Xbox exclusive for a little bit. Um, Uncharted on PS- PlayStation. 
Yeah, I it's think very PlayStation. Yeah. yeah, you guys can disagree with me. I think PlayStation's just walking away with it at this point in terms of exclusives. Oh, Microsoft my is really shot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. I know people I got PlayStation purely for oh. Uncharted: Last of Us. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I do not the, play them. The Xbox. I think the Xbox ecosystem. That's what. That's what Microsoft does well. It's like Game Pass and the fact that like I can play, mm-hmm. I can stream games from my Xbox and play them on my phone, which is pretty crazy. Um, mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I mean, like, in terms of games, like, it's no question. Like, even this year, even 2020, Sony's just, like, killed it. Like, all the games Sony's mm-hmm. been releasing this year have been so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. So. Of course, the console with the most exclusives is um, PC, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bent in its favor, though. The stats, so to speak. A little, little stacked, yeah. Actually, yeah, you man. know what? I'll counter that point. Uh, what about the Switch? No, it's Those probably PC. I mean, they're I'm not good it. exclusives on. They're not That's good the exclusives thing. on I, PC. All of them. I, okay. you know, there's a lot of like. Let's rephrase the. Let's rephrase shovelware. Triple uh, A exclusives. Uh, oh, I'm then stuck. yeah, it's I would probably, probably the go Switch. To Switch actually, Nintendo. Honestly, yeah, I think it depends on what kind of games you like, because some people just don't like the kinds of games that Nintendo IPs make. Like, some people just aren't, uh, you know, platformers or 3D games like Mario. They're not into games like Legend of Zelda. They're more into, you know, like the FPS games. Because, let's face it, Nintendo really does not have that FPS genre. I mean, you know, I know some people who got FPS games for Wii. The controls were not great. So if that's a more genre that you Mm. like... You really gotta go to PS4, Xbox for that. Also, I mean, I mean in Doom's terms on the of now, well, that's not an exclusive. Never yeah, mind. I mean, in Dormy. terms of also like <laughs> the graphics are different. If you look at you know the graphics of Nintendo games versus PS4, or Xbox games, I mean, it's they try to go for hyper realistic. They go for more realistic graphics, whereas Nintendo is going for more cartoony graphics. So I think that Nintendo did a great job of trying to distance itself from the PlayStation Xbox battle. By making its own niche in the video game community i've talked to you know a bunch of friends about this and it, you know it's you'll usually meet people who have both a switch and a playstation or xbox but you almost never meet someone who has the playstation xbox and not a switch you know mm-hmm. that's true yeah that's true everyone needs a switch the switch is a good console it is a a definitely a switch Oh, well. <laughs> all right i mean great guys like <laughs> it's nice we got a little off topic guys no, no yeah, it's yeah. Nice. this is a good little experience this is so nice this was very yeah. very good little reunion Man. and i like this Game format i like being able to just talk uh, we miss you too just being able to talk about games <laughs> and i love talking about games. geek stuff and garfield I, I, and garfield <laughs> Yeah. No, it was this was, was a good conclusion. experience. Yeah, yeah definitely. Is there a conclusion. 
you know what? Thoughts. I didn't actually I didn't actually ask about um what the send off is. Uh but we why don't you all just like if you want say a little something final thoughts and then I'll make something up. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fourth this is at. a little bit fourth wally. Sorry about that. I'm just going to talk about what I'm doing as I do it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I guess uh, I'll just yeah. say. Uh, I, I thought you were going. <laughs> I, I, I just want to reemphasize uh, this was a lot of fun. And it was, it was lovely talking uh, to you all. And uh, I, I love what Game Over is doing. I'm so proud of the, mm -hmm. the crew for uh, uh, continuing the legacy. Um, and making us prouder every day by what they're doing, only getting better and better. And yeah, it's just uh, I love watching you guys grow, uh, and I love talking to you. You, you, all you. I try to think of a funny way to say that, but I can't really think. Um, <laughs> and yeah. Oh. What about you, Chloe? Um, I still remember in December 2019 at the very last Game Over gathering when one of the crew members said, I want to do a Game Over podcast. Let's just do a Game Over podcast. We A Game Over podcast should happen. And I remember the news director at the time said, yeah, you know, sounds like a good idea. Why don't you, you know, do it? And I thought, wow, that'd be really cool to do a Game Over podcast. And now it's actually reality. And I think it's so cool how some of these ideas that crew members said semesters ago are now real. I love seeing how the show continues to grow and evolve and change. It is amazing to watch these younger crew members like grow into huge parts of the show and take on larger roles. It's It, it really... It really gives me like a good happy feeling because I'm so proud of everyone and it's amazing to see this thing that I was so lucky to have a part in still continue and keep on doing what it does best and it was also lovely to see all you guys again I missed you a lot it was lovely to talk about video games with <laughs> all of you um this was a great experience I'm so glad I was asked to be a part of the podcast this week yeah gonna gonna ride the coattails of what chloe was saying um yeah this was a great experience like i don't know uh game over was a huge part of my college experience and every time i think about it i think about it fondly i have nothing but good memories that came out of every waking up at 9 a.m on saturday uh <laughs> every saturday in the semester but yeah, it's just this show has a lot of love and a lot of lovely people, and it kind of emanates through. And it's amazing seeing that, you know, despite the circumstances, we are persevering. Or I guess you guys, because I will not take credit for uh, what's going on here. Uh, <laughs> but it, like seeing the game over continuing on and persevering and continue to be a rocking show, it just feels feels good. It feels like I was a part of something special. Uh, and it's been left in good hands, and I like seeing the way it's developing. Like this Game Over podcast, great idea. Uh, I will listen to it all the time now because 
I have need more podcasts in my life anyway, so it works out when win. <laughs> well, um, you know, I I feel like you all said it so well, um, but game over was my thing, right? It was like the thing I was doing, and it was what made me happiest each week was, you know, mm -hmm. getting to see all those smiling faces and talk about something I love and getting to help shape that as well as a producer, getting to host and um, sort of express myself with writing. And I am so just, I, I'm so glad that this podcast is a thing because this is what I think I was always trying to do. Um, I always wanted to express our personalities. Um, and I wanted a format for that, but we are, we're a character show, you know, like we're, it's news and it's characters and we are doing bits. Um, but we as hosts didn't have a lot of a chance to be very genuine um, with the audience. And now we have that opportunity. So I really appreciate it. Um, and, mm -hmm. you know, a great big thank you to everyone on Game Over for giving me this opportunity because this is just a wonderful light in a very difficult time period to be able to come back and see <laughs> all of you and to be able to share this part of myself and see this part of you all. The part I know when we were all spending time together as friends. So I really appreciate it, you guys. And um, I guess that's the end of the Game Over podcast for this week yeah, <laughs> yeah i guess so yeah. i guess there's if there's a sign off it's it was great uh talking to you guys again honestly yeah this yeah was, I, I, love nice game game I love game over game i love game over forever. This experience Woo. game over game Woo. over game over game over game over game over for this episode <laughs> good night <laughs> cool super cool super cool yeah yeah